Hello, everyone, and welcome to From the Cheap Seats, your favorite podcast for frank, unapologetic, and shamelessly opinionated Washington Nationals news outside the press box, the dugout, and the very informative stadium urinals. My name is Thad Helsley, and the Washington Nationals and the New York Mets have just emerged from a historic and bruising three-game series that may determine the outcome of the division in this season. Listeners, we are extremely pleased to welcome back our official guest correspondent representing the New York Metropolitans, Leonardo from Manhattan. Welcome, Len. Thank you, Dad. Happy to be here. What a series. Oof, we had. I need some Valium or something because... The three-game series was, you know, today was maybe not as emotional, but, boy, those first two games were something else. Not bad. Uh, my God, yes. Where do we um, start? I, well, I, well, first, I just wanted to acknowledge that you have been our featured co-host for the sixth time in the From the Cheap Seats series, and this podcast will make 24. So you're, basically, you've been here 25% of the time, so congratulations for your entrance to our hallowed hall of dubious distinctions. Yeah, I'm still waiting for the Venmo you promised me, too, so we'll talk about (laughs) that afterwards. Well, yes, that Brinks truck is so far away. We agreed on $8 a minute, so let's go. Those locks are are tough to pick. But yeah, you're right, only... Boy, I don't know. You know, I've been struggling only, I mean, literally it was only minutes ago. Our two historically fight-to-the-death blood match teams completed a three-game series in which you guys, the Mets, took two of three games. But even in your deserved victory, there seems to be enough misery to go around for both sides. So I, I was hoping I would- you could lend, for, for the D.C. audience, Lend yeah. some perspective. So uh, that's a great point. And uh, I once uh, saw an interview with Rod Stewart, who had some uh, ups and downs in his career. And he talked about one year in the 70s where he said he had more ups and downs than a bride's nightgown. And I think <laughs> the same can be said for the New York Mets this season, where the Washington Nationals are a little bit steadier, especially since. Uh, you know, mid-May, but I think that we, there have been over, and I wrote this down, there's been over 24,000, uh, I'm sorry, over 240,000 Major League Baseball games played since the first one on May 5th, 1871, and there is, I guarantee you that, there is no team in the history of the game that took two of three games on the road from a division rival within... 200 miles of their hometown Mm -hmm. that feels worse and no set of fans that feel worse for taking two out of three uh, than the Mets and their fans. I mean, yes, you won one out of three, and I would assume the Nationals feel, I mean, gosh, by a a whisker, you could have lost three out of a three. Right. But it is a hollow, I don't want to say hollow victory, and and Brandon Nemo said today after the game, you know, the game of baseball, you have to have a a short memory, and Tiger Woods said, "Winning, <laughs> winning cures everything." But you can't help but think that you know. And I just also did some uh, research that the number one team for ninth inning runs is the Washington Nationals. 
in the league this year, and you guys have an average. I, I think get, it's an average of, we we have yeah. a habit of doing this in being asleep for seven or eight innings and then suddenly waking right. up. I don't know why that is. I thought maybe you would have some. I mean, here it's uh, you know, uh, I mean you're uh, you basically. I mean you you killed us game one. You know, um, yeah, no, it was great. Uh, yep. Thor comes out and fucking just wipes us all over the place, murders us. I mean, there was, you know, there was the uh, the three, you know, run thing at the very end, but basically it murdered us. Right. And then and then we go into the game too, and then and then you're up. What it was it ten to four at the top of the ninth? Yep. Ten to four. And then, of course, it was amazing, and of course, everybody here loved it for like ten minutes until today's game. So, so Davy was a hero. Everybody was like, "Dun, dun, dun, dun! Let's let's build a church to Davy. We'll have a cathedral to Davy Martinez, the greatest manager on the planet, the greatest ninth bottom of the ninth inning win in the world, you know, of baseball." And then today, Davy is like hiding in a sewer somewhere after you guys, you know, killed him again. Although, as you said, it was it was sort of a common, you know, eight to four win. But uh, still, they were like, "Well, if you were that good twelve hours ago, what happened, man?" Well, I will tell you. Just as a quick aside, I would just ask you to watch the curse words because. My parents are now avid listeners of the podcast. Oh, okay. I'm, on. I'm so, sorry. and then just a big hello to James and Enrico celebrating uh, their 54th <laughs> wedding anniversary. Just a few I didn't even ago. realize I said one, but but, uh, but yeah, I no, just, that's okay. We do we do mark it as E for explicit on iTunes, and, right? And actually, that's yeah. part of the shtick. So you can leave, leave that in. Take this part out. Okay. But I think people <laughs> get a kick out of so. it. You know, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, uh, you're right. And um, I think you know what. Um, I've heard, I listen to a lot of sports talk radio here in New York. Mm-hmm. And the consensus is that the Nationals have grit, and they have toughness, and they have a good mix of, um, of, of veterans and young players. Trey Turner, Zimmerman, uh, Para, who, what a great arm he had today throwing out. Uh, our Brandon Nemo, who if, uh, you know, needs to get tutored in base running. Because he went to third base when he had the guy who's leading the league in home runs, Peter Alonzo, up next. And he gets thrown out at third base. I'm going to write to him on his Twitter account and say, what the heck were you doing? When I saw that today, I, like people in the office thought like to call 911. They're like, what's going on? And I'm like, Brandon Nemo, just, and you guys made a, what, Turner made a, a bad base running mistake the other day um, for you guys. But that just irked me. I'm sorry. Um, and then, you know, Edwin Diaz, part of the reason that you broke the record, I mean, teams were 283 and zero leading after, uh, was up by six or more runs in that ninth inning. And so it's just you guys, uh, a combination of things. Edwin Diaz, God bless him. God bless him. The guy must be, uh, for those who remember Jackie Smith dropping, uh, a touchdown no, okay, let's in the just end for dance fans. The this was the closer last night in the the eleven ten win, correct? Right. Okay. So, and if everybody, yeah. So, there's not a person that probably feels worse about himself uh, than Edwin Diaz. I saw Andrew Luck. No, especially been, since uh, he was on the New York Post this morning. You know, and they just basically just just beat the poop out of him. 
uh, really yeah, humiliated him here. in public in the entire metro area. And, you know, a lot of people, you're talking about Dave Martinez, a lot of people here uh, were questioning Dave Calloway's reason for putting him in there. You had a big lead, um, and what do you put in your closer in there, or even when you brought him in? I mean, he hasn't done anything this year. He's blown more saves than, uh, you know, than anybody. We're a relatively young team. You guys are sort of the sort of the soul, the kindred spirits of the of the Brooklyn Dodgers, right? You're kind of that sort of scrappy, sort of like we're the heart. I and mean, we're not like this the the yuppies from the Upper West Side, the Yankees. We are the heart of New York City, and we we inherited that. You know, we you guys started what in the '60s or something, but you've been around and you've won two World Series. You're a historic team. The Nationals are a very young team. They're tiny little, you know, the Expos, good God. And yet, you guys, don't you always beat us? I mean, isn't the record always imbalanced in your favor? Yeah, we're 12-7 uh, 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 in the season. In the, in the, in the, right, in the and even when the four years when we took the division handily between yep. 2012 and 2017, took the division, even then, didn't you have a higher, uh, either home or away, didn't you have more games against us than we did against you? Okay, this year we're 12-7 against right. you. Last year, right. we were 6-13. and 13. Uh, The year before that, we were 7-12. and 12. Yeah. The year before that, we were 11-8. and eight. And the year before that, we were 4-15. and 15. And you guys win this overall, uh, in the, in, since you become a national, the name national, uh, you're, you have 145 wins. Are 132, so maybe it just seems like that. But you're that. But, but that's overall wins, right? Of, right of, in the, the, the divisional, years, we, we, or between both of us, you, you're saying 132 to 145 in the last seven years against each other, right? Yeah. Oh, so okay. We played, okay. In, in, yeah, we played 277 times. You've won 145, uh, and then most of those wins have come in the last five years. It just it doesn't fit the narrative, like. 2014, we were set. We won seven. You won twelve. 2013, we won four. You won fourteen. Okay, so I'm just flat out wrong. It's just my yeah, perception. Yeah. It's just it's the, just, the Washington yeah. perception yeah, that you guys kick our ass every time we see that, you. Yeah, that's not really. The <laughs> Especially case. if you're here. Especially if you're here, it's like, and I think it's it's partly because you hate our food. As you've always told me, you say we have the first worst concession yeah, right. food, and I think they just come yeah. in and they're just so mad at our concession food, they just they have to take revenge on our bad hot dogs yeah. and popcorn. <laughs> but it's so you know, weird because uh, so we go out and we sweep the Cubs in Chicago, yeah. and then everybody's yeah. like woo woo woo, and then you guys were right after us, weren't you? And didn't Syndergaard yep. have like a humiliating pitching loss against in one of those games? Yeah, it was like he was pitching underhanded. Yeah, 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 exactly. And then he comes back, and you're facing us, and then he kicks our ass. Kicks. Oh, he shuts us out, basically, until the reliever comes in, right, at the very end. But he didn't he go seven or eight innings? Yeah, and I think a lot of this comes down to, you know, the Mets and the Cubs are, are you know, we got swept by the Cubs, but I think a lot of it, uh, goes down to, I think, what life boils down to. And as you know, that is the hatred for Bryce Harper. 
And I think a lot of that <laughs> hatred for well, Bryce Harper, even though he's not on the teams anymore, yeah. you know, we still picture him as a national. And, you know, in all seriousness, I think, A, it's a division. You know, division, you know each other, you, you know, like each other as much. And I think, you know, because you play a lot of games against each other, the scouting reports are more accurate. And, and Noah, uh, you know, I think Noah just got a little bit too hyped up for the Cubs game and he came back down to earth. And he's a talent, you know. I mean, if if you put my brain no, in Noah's body. Yeah, he's on, he's just unbelievable. Yeah. He, he, just, he and, owns uh, he, that strike zone and nobody can hit him. Yep. Nobody, yep. fucking Rendon can't hit. I'm sorry, your parents. Um, uh, Rendon can't hit him. Trey Turner can't hit Soda. Nobody can hit him. Nobody can hit him yep. when he's on. And then when he's not on, then, you know, whatever. But, I mean, uh, that happens to a lot of pitchers. I mean, look at Scherzer in the second game in the fourth inning. You know, he gave up four home runs. That is not typical Scherzer. You know, Max does give up a lot of home runs in his own day. Still one of the top, what, three or four pitchers in the league. Right. Um but I think he, he, I think he, there's, and Seaver was like this too, right? If you got the Seaver, and a lot of the greats are like this, you're going to get to him in the first one to four innings. Because once you, they get past the four innings, see, today's pitchers get worse after the second or even third time around. Uh, but pitchers in the 70s, 80s, and even some of the early 90s, they got better because if they got you out the first two times, they're going to do the same thing. And if you got a hit against them the first or second at bat, they're going to take a different approach. For some reason, I don't know if it's the soy or the fluoride that the kids are <laughs> drinking, that these young pitchers the don't learn. Right. They don't <laughs> learn, and most of them are not allowed to see uh, a batting order the third time through the lineup, which I think hmm. you know speaks to a larger issue that we have today. In fact, we had a nine-inning game that wasn't relatively close, no, yeah, our really. Team, we were hoping for pitchers. for for the yeah. for the bottom of the ninth comeback, like the night before. Is like, yeah. okay, fantasy. Let's well, call Mary Poppins. But, we used five pitchers, and you used five pitchers, right, right. in a nine inning game. I know, and you, we didn't even use an opener. I know the Yankees are using an opener tonight. We'll see how they do with that. But um, in 120 you know, somebody, years I, of baseball, like the same guy pitched from one to nine. You know, a reliever was like the guy that came in in extra innings. So, or you know, yeah, or you know, the National League because of the you know no DH. You know, a lot of times the manager has to make a tough decision. You're down two to one. Your starters, you know, going pretty well, but he's up second this inning, and you need a run. So a lot of times, you know, the seventies and eighties, you had to pinch hit for your pitcher because you just had to. You needed a bat, not necessarily that he was doing poorly. So, but. You know, it's a different game today. But, you know, MLB has a problem. Not to, I mean, they have an attendance problem. They, they do. also have well, they a do rating in this market. problem. Your, your market's yeah. been doing great. We suck. Right, but overall, uh, overall, the NBA does a better job marketing their game. NFL does a pretty good job. MLB, uh, they're seeing decline, declining attendance and ratings overall. A, okay, this is what I did want to add. There's a level of respect between our guys and your guys that is is not apparent with like let's say the Phillies you know when I was watching the game today you know there was obviously that heartbreaking game for your side last night 
right after uh-huh. you know like i've been assured i mean you were sending me you know pictures of broom sweep 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 right. <laughs> yeah. so um that must have been a heartbreaker so but but today you know like either when a mets guy is on base when when uh we're in the field or vice versa you know i you know rendon got on base and he's like sitting around there they're like they're like palling up you know, he's sitting there on first base and he's palling up with the the Mets guy, whoever the your first baseman yeah, is. You know, and they was just like, Okay, these guys don't hate one another, even though it's like it seems like this is a particularly adversarial match between these two teams over the last fifteen whatever it's been years. But but they don't hate one another and there's been unbelievable interbreeding. I mean, we are uh, I mean, the whole division is in incredibly interbred, right? You know what the thing is, Dad, is nobody else, even the Braves, nobody else is head and shoulders above the rest. So people are going to be tripping over each other for the next 22 games. I think we yeah. have left 22 or 23 games. Yeah, it's in the so 20s. it's going to be almost like unforced errors. When uh, when Jimmy Connors played Boris Becker, he called him an expletive, and he said, and he called him a pusher, meaning that Becker would just hit balls back to Connors, uh, Jimmy Connors, and just wait for Jimmy to make a mistake. And he didn't think that's how you play the game of tennis, and that's not how you play the game of baseball. And I think, you know, all seriousness, I think that the Nats maybe, I mean, you showed some grit. You you won the the biggest comeback. In, if you're tw- if you're 30 years old and you're a kid or a young adult, you've never experienced a comeback no. in the ninth inning like this, yeah. right? And I, I don't I mean, remember I don't, anything like this yeah. in my life, and I'm an, a very old man. Yeah. So uh, I think the Nats can, you know, A, both teams need to have short memories, and I think the Nats, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it all comes down to the pitching. Yeah. And you guys have good starting pitching, and like us, your, your, your relief pitching is less than spectacular. And Edwin Diaz. But aren't we like, isn't that exactly Uh, like you? I mean, you've got Syndergaard and Grom, and I don't know, your relief pitching, you seem to fall. I mean, the only reason we we got that comeback was because your relievers pooped their pants, right? Sorry, Mom, they suck. And (laughs) if, uh, you know, come Halloween, uh, I would uh, almost, you know, not really, but almost pay a bunch of kids to egg Edwin Diaz's house. (laughs) Reliever who hasn't done anything, you know, and they have to up afterwards. How much did Diaz make? 15 million bucks this year? Oh, boy. And some people just can't make it in New York. You know, we've had Bobby Bonilla. Including us. Some people don't just, yeah, they don't have the... the, (laughs) our team. We can't make it there. We can't make it anywhere. Right. So, uh, yeah, we'll see what what happens, but the Mets have uh, not an easy schedule, but I think you have... A harder schedule down the road. Yeah, we do. So you have you know, three or four games on the rest of us. Every single game we have left to play, except like two, are above five hundred teams. Well, so. and as are you, and I think you have some more home games left than us, I believe. Yeah. Um, so it's going to be a dogfight, I think. I think it'll come down to the last, uh, you know, couple of games. Maybe not for the Mets, but definitely for the wild card. And you know, if the if the Nationals do make the wild card. Uh, especially with Chicago and Atlanta, mm-hmm. I think the Nationals will definitely have the worst food 
out of any team in the playoffs. <laughs> uh, and, and, and with Atlanta, but really create a surge of hatred with the opposing team. They're like, "Oh, we hate those hot dogs. We have got to kill these guys." Uh, we got this chili. Come on, this chili sucks. You know, <laughs> no, our chili I mean, I does suck. Know what in the no, I mean, Atlanta has some good barbecue, I guess. But yeah. you know, then uh, the Mariners aren't going to make it. LA has whatever the freak LA has, and of course the Yankees. Oh, they have uh, uh, avocado kale smoothies. I have no idea. Oh, I saw this today. The Los Angeles Dodgers sell avocado toast at the stadium at market prices. So it's not the same Like price it was a lobster or something? Like it was right. a yeah. market price for <laughs> Like avocado. it was truffles from Spain? Yeah. <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> um, All right, so... Um, yeah, well, it was really too bad. Look, I just wanted to say, express my regrets, because at one point you were going to come down here um, on Labor Day, I think. Yeah. And, and we were going to, like, go to the games together and, like, interview Mets fans and stuff like that, which apparently were more than half of the people in the stadium, according to local apparently. media. So, and even if you looked in, on TV and, and uh, it was like, wow. So that's our big issue is that uh, average stadium – even uh, uh, you know, on a weekend, would be uh, last year thirty-one thousand people when Bryce Harper was here. Now it's below twenty-seven thousand. And as you said today, yeah, I saw it today. Can, yeah, you can now, still it, hear me now right it is that? a school day. That's, Dad, that's one thing. Go Dad, ahead. Yeah, go ahead. I wasn't sure if I was watching a baseball game today or C-SPAN. There were <laughs> so many empty seats. You mean the so, Congress uh, with like one speaker and nobody in the house? Right, like, I, I mean, gosh, you know, the Mets and the Yankees draw very well oh, for, for day games, and you guys got a bunch of politicians and other white-collar people, you think you can take a few hours off to go to a darn ball game, Yeah, but there was no, like, there was like 30,000 empty seats in that stadium. Yeah, I no, mean, you're for right. Pete's sake. No, and, and, and you, I, know? you, I mean, I don't think you and I talked about it, but but that was the, t- the when we were up there... It was only a few weeks ago we were up there in New York, right? And you shamed right. us because you packed your stands with forty-one thousand people, yep. and everybody you and people were on their feet all nine innings, chanting for their heroes yep. and stuff like it was that. Like a okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Here it's just like, yeah, you're right. It looks like that the the early scenes of that old movie, The Natural, with Robert Redford, the New York pirates or whatever they were you know and there's like 10 yeah. people in the seats <laughs> that's what our stadium <laughs> can sometimes feel like at least on a weeknight during the school year so not like you guys man you bring them out and you have enthusiasm even when you lose you have enthusiasm so like like well, last, yeah, yeah. last night when we had that incredible um, uh, comeback thing the state like people had been leaving in droves I could see it on the TV People were just filing out like the exodus of Egypt, like at the bottom of the 80. I mean, you know, they just had given up on us and there was nobody left. Ten people left. It was like, <laughs> you know, in the in Masson, you know, which is sort of is partially owned by the owners. Masson is a Mid-Atlantic Sports Network. They have the exclusive contract to Nats, most of the Nats broadcast. So they try to make everything, Kasia calls it, North Korea TV. So they try to make everything look good, but they had a hard time oh, making God. stuff look good last night. I mean, obviously well, the game looked good, but there was like nobody in the stands. Everybody had abandoned them. 
Nance fan said goodbye. Now you know, it was a school night. It was a school night. I get that. Well, it's a school day today, but you know, I think you make a good point. I mean, if you're 15 years old and you live in New York, uh, and your father, let's say, is 35 or 40, yeah. and his father would be 60 to 65, I mean, there's an excellent chance that you have three, and maybe even in some cases, four generations of Met fans here in New York, right. which is going to increase demand, right? You know, from the Montreal experts to, to, to Washington, D.C., uh, and also, so I think that's part of the reason, is, you know, we're more ingrained into the Mets, and certainly more so for the Yankees. That's but, a very you know, good Met point. Fans, uh, you know, it, 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 there are, you know, there are certain people, uh, they're called masochists, and they love pain, and that's part <laughs> of being a Met fan. Um, but... Oh, but you know, and, and that runs in the family, and you know, but you know, once a generation, right? We went to the w- World Series in what ninety nine, two thousand one, ninety eighty six, eighty seven. Went to the playoffs. Then it was seventy, uh, you know, seventy three. We're in the World Series. Okay, but sports, when you trend that, that, I, I, Glenn, you're you're in the analytics world, you're a marketer. Did, when you trend that, because you guys only were uh, sort of reconstituted in the early 60s, right? So when you trend your record against the record of even these teams that have existed forever, like the Cubs and the Yankees and the Red Sox and the Reds and stuff, what, uh, how are you doing? Probably doing pretty decent, aren't you? Now, I know the Yankees had some unbelievable run in the 20s and 30s, but... Uh, let's say if we do the cutoff in 1940 or something. So, well, well, the Mets are around since 1962. Okay. Let's be perfectly clear. Okay. The Mets are a losing organization. <laughs> they are several hundred games below. Even a two-time you know, World Series winner. Is, Even a two-time right, World Series you, winner. Yeah, but they it took the they, Cubs they 105 years to win one World Series. 105 years. But they had a winning record a lot of those years, you have to keep in mind. The Mets, they? they'll have losing records. Losing, yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, if you look at it, the Mets will have losing. They were just unlucky. You know, when they were good, there was no wild card. When mm. there was a wild card, they weren't good enough. And yeah, they kind of choked, but they had winning regular season. The Mets will go six years and lose 90 to 100 games a year, then they'll have a two-year, two- or three-year streak, you know, where they get pretty good. Maybe they'll go to the playoffs or go to the World Series against, you know, the, the, the Royals like a few years ago, and then they drop down, and they say it's a fish smells from the head, and it's true with the Mets. The Mets' ownership uh, is dysfunctional, incongruent, and, and just not good at, what, at owning a baseball team. The Wilpons are good real estate people. They're very... Uh, they give back to the community. Um, I think they're good people deep down. But you know, I'm a good person, but I can't put in a sink for you, Dad, in your bathroom. Okay, right? let, me, let, me, let me ask you this. Let me. Would you would you yeah. rather be? So you're saying you're you vacillate between excellence and mediocrity, right? Would you so rather be the Walter be. Mitty of yeah. baseball, or would you rather yeah. be? the Babe Ruth of baseball and get 60 home runs and then 20 next season? You know, that's a good question. Uh, what I would like to be is part of an organization that has a winning attitude and teaches their players from single-A, double-A, triple-A to be good fundamentalists, play the game the right way, be a team player, 
at much like the St. Louis Cardinals in the National League or even the Yankees. I don't know if you're aware, but the Yankees uh, actively scout scores of players in other countries, the Dominican Republic, Puerto Rico, and even Cuba. And they help. Well, we do that too, school. which is where uh, Juan Soto and Robles came our, from. Yeah. yeah. Those are our best guys. So that, that's important. And uh, so I don't see the Mets doing that because they changed their general manager. Like, uh, you know, uh, we change our underwear. So <laughs> when, you, when you have a change, and then, uh, you know, the stuff that I said about the, the ownership, yeah. I think, uh, you know, they say if you love something, set it free. And I don't think mm. the Wilpons love the Mets because. If you if they truly wanted the Mets to be as good as they possibly could be, they would sell the team. They don't mm-hmm. have the skills or the know how or the expertise to run a baseball organization. They're going to get lucky every once in a while. A lot of players like to play uh, in the New York area, even if it is for the Mets. But um, I've had a, a wonderful time uh, this season, Thad, and I want to thank you for having me. It's been really fun. No, and we loved having you. This has been yeah. fantastic, and your episodes I, I know, are the most popular gotten, uh, that we have. I know we uh, the ratings usually triple or quadruple when I'm on. They, and, they do. Uh, you'll be getting a bill for you'll be getting a bill for that, <laughs> and hopefully uh, you, you know, and everyone else. Meet each other. Maybe we do meet each other in the uh, in in the wild card. I guarantee you, everybody out there, the best in that meet in the wild card. Dad and I are going to be doing an on-location remote podcast from there, and we we're going to be going crazy with all with all eight thousand people in the stadium at the <laughs> National Ball Park. Will it be eight thousand? If you guys can't sell out a playoff game, there's something really wrong. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. Okay, be, so I'll be, so what? Crappy national food. <laughs> I'll I'll introduce you to the good food. There is some, but uh, anyways, so. Let's just end this thing with, okay, what are your predictions now with 23, 22 games to go? What do you, what do you, I, I, I told you I reposted, maybe you saw it, I think yeah. I sent you the link, our very first podcast from April 7th. And it, and we were both agreeing that you and the Phillies would be fighting for number one and the Nats would be probably number four and maybe had a wild card chance if they got lucky. So it didn't turn out exactly that way, but what do you think now? Yeah, um, I think uh, the Nationals will make the first wild card. And I think you think the- we will? Even after this series and, and Atlanta may just sweep us next in the rest of the week. I think you guys have some toughness and grit. You showed it in the ninth inning. Okay. You know, you got you ran into a couple of good pitches, okay? Um, so I think it's going to be the Nationals, and then I think it's going to be uh, either the Cubs. Your boys are more or, than good, though, Len. Come on. Yeah, I don't Those see us doing pitchers. it. I think, uh, I think Edwin Diaz. Uh, so in the history of baseball, I have to look this up uh, real quick. In the history of baseball, there's been no one person Mm-hmm. Responsible for more losses of his team than our closer, which is really an opener because he opens the door for the other team to win, uh, <laughs> than Edwin Diaz. And it's a, it's a crying shame oh, wow. because he's a very good person. Yeah. Uh, but he, uh, you and I could be pitching better than him this year. If I was him, I would be not feeling good. I hope his wife is a very nurturing person. Yep, I agree. So, well, thank you again, Thad. Well, thank uh, you, Len, and thank you for this uh, amazing season of service that we've gone through, the ups and downs that were completely unexpected. So, and I know know, um, 
the Mid-Atlantic fans are very appreciative that you have joined in to give us all your insights. So, ladies and gentlemen, Leonardo from Manhattan. Woo! Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs>